Hi, guys. Welcome back to Two Girls, One Bong. The podcast that's better if you're stoned and I will drive a car into a nursery of plants if you're not. <laughs> My name is Mac Dizzle. I'm Joya. Let's, Let's dive on in. Um, thank you for the nursery dot dot of plants um, clarification. Even though we're not above, you know, we're not above hurting babies. I'm not above it. On, on this point. Not, just not feeling you're it not. today. No, that, that's just want to just want to hurt some plants today. I actually all. don't want to hurt anyone, um, but I realized that the word nursery came out of my mouth, and so I had to take it somewhere. And luckily, <laughs> yeah. that's also the name for a plant <laughs> thing. So here we are. Ah, good stuff. Oh man, well it's another week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Your How are skin- you feeling? Your skin looks amazing. Thank you. I just picked up my second to last Accutane prescription last night. So, or a couple nights ago. So, yeah, I only have fucking two more months and then I'm done. So, yeah. So, first things first, let's take a little hit. Would love to. Oh my god! You know what I was gonna tell you? I Mm -hmm. got a freaking um that grinder that you have that I love so much. The smash one. The flour mill grinder. Yeah, Yeah. I got one. (gasps) I don't know where mine went, bro. I've been I've lost it for a while. I found this old grind Phoenician. So I've been using that one. Still still amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Just um different. Hang on, I'm just trying to get the like. Um, but yeah, if you guys don't know, I mean, this is not sponsored or anything, but um, there is a grinder brand called Flour Mill that literally does like. I think the brand is called Straight S T R A, and then the number eight. Mm-mm. Well, this is this is no, it's not. It's Flour Mill. Okay, mine had like a straight logo on it. So this is also another brand that's unrelated to the grinder. Okay. It's like a glass piece. Got um, it. So I bet that's what um it's definitely what it was. Yeah, I exactly. Because yeah, I freaking I they were handing these out and there was only like a couple left somewhere and I was like considering letting somebody else have it and then I saw the brand and I was like <clears throat> snatch that shit. Snatch that. Had to take it. I bought this off Amazon, this giant wick of hemp. Very nice. For $11. And somebody nice. was selling the exact same thing. The exact same thing. The exact same description for 24 Of course they were. Weird. Of course they were. Cheers. And I'm sure people are buying it too. That's what's even crazier. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Sad. Cheers. Yeah. Wouldn't be two girls one bong without a little cough moment. So So. I had to to mute myself there for a second, my God. You took a fatty? I didn't see it all. um, It got clogged halfway through. Mm. So Mm. it it was just a painful one. Yeah, got to work real hard for it. Yes. Very that. Oh my God, it's so clogged right now. What the fuck? Got her. All right. Do you have anything fun and exciting and informative before we get started on what we're doing today? No, I don't. I don't think I do. I have something new to announce. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm addicted to sparkling water. Really? Mm-hmm. I yes. never saw that for you. Me either. What flavor yeah. do you like? Lime. Of course. The best. The best one. The best one. None of oh the other God. ones are all bad. I would I would venture to say that the other ones are all bad. Mm. It's either plain or lime. I am I, that's so funny to me. I would never have seen you drinking fucking even though obviously like claws claws are a thing. But that is so funny. Okay. Great. What brand are you drinking? I can't see it all the way. So my favorite brand is Bubbly, B U B L Y. Yes. They're my favorite, but I ordered like eight <laughs> fucking containers of it from Instacart and they brought me LaCroix. Oh, LaCroix so is also very popular, well, obviously. It's not but. as good as Bubbly for me. Right. For me. Yeah. Well, that is so – that is hilarious. I'm happy for you. <laughs> you found you something that you love very much. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same as regular water, basically. I looked it up. Um, it's just as yeah. hydrating. It doesn't have negative side effects. It's good shit. It's just carbonated. Yeah. I'm going to be um, – Do you think you could then – I mean, yeah, not to immediately bring alcohol into it, but do you think you could drink like a vodka soda or a tequila soda now knowing that you like that fucking – I hate the way tequila tastes. Okay, so vodka. What if I added some like grenadine to it? I don't – you could do whatever you want. I just um, – like that I – That's terrible. Oh, it doesn't – for some reason, if you put lime juice in it or lemon juice, whatever you like, somehow, some way, the vodka goes away. I don't know. I that don't know how. That dangerous for me. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably for me. Is. You yeah. knowing me, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It Delivery probably slope is. type shit. <laughs> um, well, I that is like my my drink of choice when my I'm out. Of it, choice, I don't have a my spagliato. Spagliato. So okay, great. You found a new a newfound love in sparkling water, and I love that for you. My dad also loves those. They are, they stay on deck at his house. They are like constantly. There's always a pack or two or three at his house. Nice. And it's always the citrus flavors too. Lime, mm-hmm. lemon, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, good I stuff. Don't like, I don't like the orange ones. That's pretty gross. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever had orange, to be honest. I've also seen okay. like berry ones. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Um, enough about sparkling water. Let's get into the real tea of the day. It's Black History Month. And instead of finding one person each, um, our lovely producer actually found a list of 30 historical black figures that you should know. And I mm-hmm. don't know a lot of them. So I didn't know any I'm of them. A- I, I had know. never I heard through the any of the yet. names. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, okay. okay. Dope, dope, dope. Okay, yeah. cool. So I had never heard of any cool. of the people. Yeah. Um, and basically, to put a little fun little twist on it, we're going to be taking a hit for every historical Person. figure. Yeah. Um, in celebration. And I don't know that we're going to get through all 30, Joya. Okay. Because that would Fuck. cut it to two minutes each. 
and to, mm. t- to talk about it, to take the hit and to do all of that, I don't think that that's feasible. So we might have okay. to do a part one and a part two. Okay. But, Honestly, you know. I would love to do – I mean, I don't know if this would make us have to do a whole – I was going to say I would love to do the women first instead okay. of just going down the list. But I guess that means then we have to do like all men in the next one. So I guess we oh. can just go down the list. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's, let's just go down the list. Yeah, just start from the top and go down to the bottom. Um, should we take a hit before or after? Well, I, it's going to be before or – before okay let's so the first character so you can marinate on this while we while we take this hit her name is queen nanny all right queen nanny and she something wants me to say what what's that i'm saying she looks like she takes any shit from anyone ever and period she looks like a badass um i was gonna say i i want to say queen nanny but oh nanny that might be based on where she's from it could be yeah, but also, I don't know, oh, is it Rihanna? It's Rihanna. I know, dude. I actually saw it was like a TikTok a long time ago, a few years ago, of this woman that um, her daughter had gifted her Rihanna's or Rihanna's. Um, like, so it, like her, so it doesn't you know, hit the tongue right. It doesn't. But um, yeah, she got her like her photo book. It was like a book. <laughs> Um, that she put out a few years ago and the mom is like you got me Rihanna's book you got me Rihanna's book and she has like this New York accent but it was funny because like yeah in the in the caption it was like real ones know that her name is pronounced Rihanna mm-hmm. and not Rihanna but yeah. it's just so hard to so hard it to is because everyone calls her Rihanna and it's sad it just it makes sense yeah you know yeah, R- Rihanna is just like sexy. Beyonce, Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> like period. girl named Rihanna. I <laughs> stop. <laughs> I knew a girl named Rihanna too when I was younger. So that's yeah. You know. All right. Cheers to Queen Nanny. Nanny, nanny. Nanny, nanny. I'm doing little rips. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pace myself. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. I'll read her little thingy first. Okay. All right. So Queen Nanny was born in Ghana, West Africa. She was kidnapped into slavery and brought to the island of Jamaica, where she led slave uprisings for freedom and revolts against the British. Period. Fuck the Brits. Mm-hmm. Um, escaping from slavery. Le- uh, led her to the mountains where she joined communities with other freed slaves. Queen Nanny, or Nanny, ex- planned and executed successful attacks on plantations and helped free over a thousand enslaved Africans in her lifetime. She is held as a national hero in Jamaica and is credited with preserving African culture on the island. Wow. That is so badass. It makes me emotional to like, think about that. I know. And it also makes me like, oh my God, like we, like we've never heard of, I've never heard of her. Just imagine like just being, like being able to say like, yeah, no, a thousand people are free because of me. And she's credited with preserving African culture on the island. Like how. That's amazing. That's the worst possibly besides obviously all of the physical violence and atrocities. But that, yes, that part of colonization is like the most obviously to people now 
I think, the most painful yeah, it's, thing, it's had, the most so, yeah, horrible thing. Exactly. It's like one of the most tragic things that people now, because they don't have a connection still to feel. anything. Exactly. Right. You know, they, yeah. there's still the repercussions of everything, but because, like, there's sometimes not access to even knowing about it, like, that's just... Yeah. yeah and people's history stuff. is just completely lost. I um yeah. actually was watching something about pyramids, and um, do you know that the oldest pyramid in the entire world is in Mexico? It's in Mexico oh. in... in mm-hmm. um in oh it's one of the sauces that has a name um Sauce? it's like a city yes one of the sauces the hot Cholula sauces that's popular Patillo. it might be Cholula <laughs> um Cholula. <laughs> uh, yeah in Cholula Mexico but it's it was built by these people fucking you know thousands of years ago but they have no history of them because the Spanish came and fucking wiped it all and it's the oldest pyramid in the world like wow. yeah it's fucking horrible it's um the next person, or the next people, rather, on the list are the Soledad brothers, or Soledad, um, Flita Drumago, George no, no, no. Jackson. No, take a hit. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah. This is, I am, I'm lost already. Let me really, be <laughs> really pace myself. Your bong is actually in your lap right now, so it's, like, funny that you're forgetting. <laughs> oh, my bong wasn't in my lap, silly. Oh, was it was, it, no, it was sitting up here. Okay, okay. But okay. maybe I should put it in my lap. Maybe it's, it's best. Mine's in my lap. Maybe I'm projecting. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, these are still fat. I need to really <laughs> relax. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So the Soledad brothers. Fleeta Dramago, George Jackson, and... John Clutchett were inmates in the Soledad prison in California. The three men became prison activists, writing letters about the harsh treatments by guards, and they led hunger strikes to protest slave-like conditions within the prison. Their example gave courage to prisoners all over the country to demand humane treatment. Um, this reminds me of, I'm sure you've seen it, Mac Dizzle, but there is a movie um, called 13th. Every It was like really popular when it came out a few years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, that I basically. Yeah, that outlines the um, the slavery industrial complex, the prison industrial complex. Yes. So, um, and it also talks about in the Thirteenth Amendment outlawed slavery. There is a clause that says that slavery is illegal, be except for when it is um, punishment for a crime. Exactly. Unless a person has been duly convicted in a court of law and are serving time for a for a a crime. So that definitely that reminds me of that. And also, did you hear about um, that? What happened in the Alabama prison? This in this like this. I don't know when it happened, but recently it's been in the news. Some guy, uh, a a person who was in the jail was um, it was a jail, not a prison. So it was like more short term. This guy went to the hospital with an a, a rectal temperature of seventy two degrees. So his butthole, his the, core the warmest, temperature. yeah, his core was seventy two degrees. So what is believed is that he was left in the walk in freezer in the kitchen, naked, strapped to a chair. He was naked wherever he was that he froze. He was naked, um, and he's he died. So they, yeah, they're like looking into it and everything, but how crazy, how insane is that? They is killed that him. Are there inmates doing that to each other? No. Or was so that they, a guard? They, no, it was, allegedly it was the guards. Oh my Alabama. God, bro. Yeah. That's the thing about a lot of people who get in these fucking lines of work. They're just people who go on power trips. 
fucking disgusting They're people who have no beings. power in their own fucking life and so they go on these crazy fucking power trips like mm-hmm. it is insane they need to do more psychological research on these individuals. they really do but you know what they fucking oh they need to do psychological research i, I thought you were gonna say um like testing on these people mm-hmm. and i was gonna say they probably fucking know how to um Lie. test yeah, yeah, exactly. The doctor at that hospital basically was like, I have absolutely no fucking idea how this guy could have a rectal temperature of 72 degrees unless he was restrained, locked in a freezer. Yeah, because like, the even only if you're way. in a freezer, you can move around and keep your body moving. If you're stuck not moving. You can't move, right? You can't move. Wow, Warm bro. yourself up. Yeah. So How did they find um, him? I'm like confused like who found him or like how they brought him. I, like, oh, he was in his cell really cold. I know. I don't know. I It's the family that's coming out and speaking well, about I'm glad it. that they are. That's insane. That's so fucking mm-hmm. sad. Just because you yeah. do something wrong and you break the law doesn't mean that you deserve to be fucking yeah. murdered. Frozen to death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and tortured. also the family the family has come out saying like he had mental illness, like multiple mental illnesses. So mm-hmm. anyway. Well, shout out to the Soledad brothers for bringing some fucking changes in the system. Period. Still sucks out there, though. It sure fucking does. Still so much work to do. <clears throat> Are you packed and ready? I sure am. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. That one was a little bit more manageable. Mine, too. Mine was a little smaller. <laughs> Next up, we have Claudette Colvin. Now, let me take a little sip and clear my throat. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm double sipping. Okay. Nine months before Rosa Park refused to give up her seat on the bus, 15-year-old Claudette Colvin would not move from hers. When told to give her place to a white passenger, she replied, It's my constitutional right to sit here as much as that lady. I paid my fare. It's my constitutional right. 15 years old. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. She was removed from the bus by two white men and became the first arrested and became the first person arrested in Montgomery, Alabama for challenging bus segregation. She was arrested on various charges and spent several hours in jail. She had to face a court appearance for her courageous act and defiantly pled not guilty to every accusation against her. She was eventually placed on probation by the courts for violating segregation laws. While rarely receiving credit for her role in the civil rights movement and often forgotten black history, her story is sure to inspire the young and old alike. 15 years old. That's incredible. Wow, I could not imagine having that, that like... That's so much fucking courage, bro. I'd be so yeah. fucking scared. Yep. I know. And it's 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 also – I remember learning that um, in high school that Rosa Parks uh, was – it was a planned thing. That Rosa Parks was like chosen mm-hmm. and they, she it was, was like you know – moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, this is She's what I'm doing. She's a grown woman like, so they can yeah. really throw the book at her in a different kind. I don't know if they had laws against charging minors. I don't know if minors are considered 15 years old. I don't know what kind of fucking protections black children had at that time. I'm sure not many. And it says you that know. she was like, yeah, she was – she had to face a court appearance. So she mm-hmm. definitely was charged with a crime. We have a quote um, from her. She said – this is a quote from Claudette Colvin. Mm-hmm. She said, I felt like Sojourner Truth was pushing down on one shoulder and Harriet Tubman was pushing down on the other saying, sit down, girl. I was glued to my seat. 
Um, wow. I just like, yeah, it's uh, incredible. And also the fact that she was 15 years old. Like, I this is why I, I'm so happy. Thank you, Dev, for finding this list. And I'm also so glad that you had the idea, Mac Dizzle, because there's so many people that were like so fucking pivotal and so important and so courageous and so like they deserve their flowers yes exactly like then so i'm i am so glad to be learning about claudette colvin and i'm sure many of the other people on this list <clears throat> okay arturo schomberg is less or next we've got to take a hit we got to take a hit I know, I know, no i know i was gonna <laughs> say let's take a hit for arturo schomberg or schomberg schomberg yeah <clears throat> I've been hitting the same bowl this whole time. <laughs> oh, she's clogged as fuck. I just heard that chug. It's really bad. <clears throat> All right. Arturo. Arturo Skomberg was a leader of the Harlem Renaissance. He advocated for the advancement of black people across the globe, and he spent years chronicling their achievements. He created the Skomberg Center for Research in Black Culture in New York City, which held a collection of slave narratives, art, literature, and other historical archives from around the globe. Skomberg was an Afro-Puerto Rican who advocated for the country's independence. He was also a founding member of Las Dos Antillas, a group that recognized the common political struggles of Cuba and Puerto Rico. Wow. Um, that's amazing. So going back to what we were talking about, how like black Americans, black, anybody that was were stripped a victim of their of history, he said, exactly. period, yes. I'm going to try to fucking make, connect a couple dots for you right here. Yes. Like I, they're, the, I really respect the fuck out of yes. that. The importance of the people that were like, let's write some fucking shit down and let's, <laughs> you know, collect so it important. and let's make sure that there's a resource for people, you know, hundreds of years from now. Um, And I don't, the Harlem Renaissance wasn't that long ago, but yes, to just have like the, um, well, because yep. slavery wasn't that long ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like for they it, – and it was going on for like 400 fucking years before that. Yeah. I mean, no. it's It had been going on – the Egyptians were the first people to enslave. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying American slavery was happening yeah. for a very fucking long time. Yeah, probably almost immediately after anybody came here in you the know? 1500s. The indigenous I mean, first. they say – You yeah. know what I mean? They came, I guess it was 16-something, right, when the first, like, English people came. I don't fucking know. It was 1492, it's Columbus, and then 16. This is not important information, it's just I want to know. 1620, okay. <clears throat> anyway, we can move on. Shout out Arturo and the Skomberg Center for Research in Black Culture. I literally want to go there now. Does it still yeah. exist? I um, I bet. Or at least like they took his archive and added it to another one, surely. It's there. Or or it's, it's still there? It's in the New York Public Library. Wow. Cuz you know how like a lot of black communities were actually thriving after slavery was ended and they like built their own communities, they had their own stores and they were all just like supporting and fucking living great and then white people saw that and were like, "Oh, well, we'll flood your yeah. whole town." Yeah. I wonder how many, because I know for sure that there was, um, well, we know of Black Wall Street, but I wonder where else um, that happened. I, I I think that was like the worst and biggest one, but mm -hmm. 
Um, no, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. And it happened all throughout the South, especially. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. I bet. I wonder if places even. <laughs> okay. It was, yeah, that was in Tulsa. That was the um, Black Wall Street. Anyway. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. All right. Next up, we have Shirley Chisholm. Do you think that's how you say her last name? Chisholm. Chisholm. That's Chisholm. your mom's name. Yeah, I don't Shirley. know. It sure is. Shirley. Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm was a politician, author, and educator. She was born in Brooklyn, New York, to a Guyanese father and Barbadian. And Barbadian mother. So that's Bar from Barbosa or from Barbados. The Barbados. Yeah. Barbosa. <laughs> Captain Barbosa. No. Oh God. Okay. Shirley became the first black woman in the United States to be elected to the U.S. Congress and the first woman and black American to run for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. Period. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so Chisholm courageously fought for the underprivileged and is credited with a major role in the creation of the WIC program. W-I-C. What is that? I just clicked special supplemental nutrition program for women, infants, and children. Oh, wow. Seems like an extension of the, um, like the, what's the one? It's a regulatory organization that does like all food and like FDA. FDA. That's what it seems like. It it would have been integrated into the. Okay. FDA. Okay. Or, I mean, I didn't read that. That's just an assumption. We can keep going. Oh, look at this. She also helped champion the fight to ensure workers received a minimum wage for their work. Wow. Shirley Chisholm. I'm saying I'm going with Chisholm. Yeah. That feels right. Wow. What a cool fucking thing. Like, the first black woman in Congress. Yep. What a scary place to be, because still, it is predominantly white men. To this day, Shirley, I'm so sorry. I know you saw great things for this country. It's You are still one of the very few. Are there, how many black women are there in Congress currently? Mm. Like, four? Yeah, probably something like that. I mean, probably a little more, but... Let's see. Well, 54 black. Okay. Oh, black 54 people. black total. Exactly. Not black women. How many women? See, and then they just put it into a category of women of color, which we love all women of color, but we do, but specifically I, one branch yeah, it's gets history more than the others. You know what I so mean? So we're yep, we're talking about black women. Black women serve in forty two states. So there's at least forty two. Period. But then what about the fifty four number? This is not friend. This is not this is not that's literally across the whole country, I think. Like that number was like across the country. I don't know why it won't let me find just black women. It just wants to show me. Okay, this is in the 117th Congress. 26 black women office holders who will serve in the 117th Congress um, include Kamala Harris. So, okay. So, yeah, 26. It is, but yeah, definitely. How many you. members of Congress? How many white guys are in there? And now I want to compare it to that number. <laughs> This is showing me how diverse it is. So it's going through all of the other categories. I said, no, look at all these people. Yeah, Don't worry I, about that number. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at, at how much progress we're making. <laughs> yeah. It won't. 
It's whatever. It's fine. We know it's a lot. Sixty-two. We know it's f- this says they represent sixty-two percent white. White men represent thirty percent of the population, but sixty-two percent of office holders. Yeah. So. Ew. Yeah. Gross. All right. Oh, let's take our hit. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Um, the next person on the list is Gaspar Yanga. It's funny that I get all the girls and you get all the boys. Are they, is it? I I think it's back back and and forth. forth. So, yeah. Um, I already noticed that and I was like. (laughs) (laughs) We still love them though because they're doing great things. Yeah, we do. I just, yeah, you know, women supremacy. Um. Yanga was believed to be a member of the royal family of Gabon. He was captured, sold into slavery, and brought to Mexico, where he eventually escaped his chains. He led other stolen Africans to liberty and established the first free black settlement in the Americas in the highlands of Veracruz. The settlement remained hidden for over 30 years, but wow. it was eventually it was eventually attacked by the Spanish. After years of bloody battles, the local government heeded to Yanga's terms, recognition of the free black settlements. Wow. In 1630, San Lorenzo de los Negros de Ceralvo was officially recognized by the government and the people left in peace. The settlement remains today in the Veracruz region of Mexico, appropriately renamed Yanga. Wow, that's amazing. That is Um, like, that's so cool that they like. So they got away, they hid, and then they doubled down and they fought for that fucking freedom. They said, no, 30 years? Mm-hmm. P- piss off. Piss off. Piss yeah. off, love. Yeah. It's fucking dope, dude. I It is honestly, like, yeah, really fucking so heavy that, like, that, like, that was happening all over the Americas for, like, so long. Like, hundreds of years, they were, like, these people, the Spanish, the English, the French, like, the Dutch, the Portuguese, were all coming over here, like, just literally trying to annihilate entire groups of people. Like, that is fucking crazy. I think Christopher Columbus said something where he was like, oh, the indigenous natives, they're so kind and gentle, and they'd be the perfect people to enslave. Oh my god, I feel like I do remember like he says something, something along like, those lines. Something yes, like they would be easily taken advantage of. You know like, what I mean? Like so he yes. like says this whole thing like how kind and gentle and wonderful these people are and then he finishes that thought by being like they'd be easy to enslave. Like, oh, <laughs> that's where we you were going with this? Good good god. It's the person we celebrate every year. And thank God it's now it's not just Christopher Columbus Day, it's also Indigenous Peoples Day. Fuck Christopher. Do we Columbus. need yeah, like why the fuck do we need a Christopher Columbus Day? Like no. I yeah. Bro, did I tell you? I don't think I did. I was when I was on my road trip, I saw a man with a sticker on his car and it said proud descendant of a brave Confederate soldier. Oh my god. Do you, I wanted to be like, do you know what side he was on? Yeah. 
you know the they were want they wanted to keep slaves. That's what you were you're proud of. You're proud of him fighting to enslave people. I mean, and Lit. also that guy wouldn't hear that. This is what you have to tell them. Your your descendant or your ascendant, whatever your fucking ancestor. He was on the losing team, bro. He's a fucking weenie who he lost. He lost real bad. He got his Proud shit. Out of being a fucking loser. Yeah. Like, not yeah. only was he a horrible fucking person, which that guy's not going to acknowledge, obviously. He was also a loser. And that's just historical fact. Can't get around it's that. It's just crazy. It's just crazy, like, in these People mountain towns, the audacity. The audacity yeah. that these men walk around with. Yeah. Just it's the white people insane. in general. Yeah. Right. Do you All want right. to do a Do you want to do a lady? I'd love to do a lady. Thank you. Oh, Thank well, you for yeah. You're welcome. We'll we'll take a hit first. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Every time I think it's not going to be enough, I blow it out, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's significant. You're like, oh, I surprised <clears> myself. Yeah, period. Um, Okay, the next person on our list is Rebecca Lee Crumpler. Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first black woman in the U.S. to earn a medical degree. She was born free in Delaware and studied at the New England Female Medical College. She founded a medical practice in Boston for poor women and children. She also wrote the Book of Medical Discourses, which was a manual on medical care specifically for women and children. Currently, the U.S. has the highest maternal and infant mortality rates in the Western world. A disproportional amount of these deaths are black women and children. Now, more than ever, we need Rebecca Lee Crumpler's example and raise medical professionals from our own communities. Uh-oh. Um, did I freeze? You're, yeah, you froze. You froze and broke up a little bit. Hold on. Oh, I was just about to text y'all and say, oh, fuck, because when I looked over, my screen was frozen. Magdus, you guys aren't watching right now. Magdus is just yelling at her dogs. Um, well, it's I just my so- neighbors at my door. Oh shoot! Us- no, it's okay. I don't need to go answer it. He just comes and lets us know that her car is up the car, the wrong side. Right. That's a sweetheart. Nice guy. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know where I broke up at, but basically, Rebecca Lee Crumpler, as I know, you heard that, um, or everyone heard that she was the first black woman in the U.S. to earn a medical degree. Um, but she also um, specialized in caring for women and children, and she founded a medical mm-hmm. practice for poor women and children. Um, and she just yeah, highlighted the issue that we have um, with maternal and infant mortality rates um, among mm-hmm. black women. So that's that's what I'm talking about, too, is like where like – just a little bit ago, we were talking about somebody that it's just like all of these horrible, violent things happened and it was like physically dangerous, like for people hundreds of years ago. Now it's f- still physically dangerous in other ways, like yeah. the way that black women are more likely to what they say is that basically black women are less likely to, likely to be believed by a doctor or a mm-hmm. nurse. Like when they tell them, like, I'm in pain or this hurts really badly or it was literally written in like some medical journal that black women could endure more pain than white women. Like that was documented. And somebody wrote that down. Somebody with their whole chest took a pen and wrote that down. Yeah. And published it. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. So um, shout out to Rebecca Lee Crumpler. Thank you for bringing awareness to that issue that we still are facing today. All right. Time to take a hit. Cheers.
All right. <sighs> Next up, we have Patrice Lumumba. Patrice Lumumba was an anti-colonial hero, freedom fighter, fighter, political prisoner, and first-time prime minister of the Republic of Congo. He played an active role in the fight to free his country from Belgium's brutal colonial rule, and he envisioned a Congo that controlled its own natural resources and economy. Imagine just having to envision that for your own country, just being free. Yeah. He also believed in an Africa that was free and totally independent of imperial control. Lumumba became a symbol of liberation for people around the world, beloved by the likes of Malcolm X. Statues in his honor have been erected all over the world, including countries such as Cuba, Hungary, and Russia. <clears throat> Confused about the Russian one because they're like hugely racist. Not like the whole country, but like. Well, you know, too, like how a country can still be racist and still exalt certain black figures. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah, and that's what people, that's what racist people would say. They'd be like, dude, Russia's not racist. They, they put a up a fucking statue. Put, yeah, they have a statue of a black person. They can't possibly be racist, you know? I forgot too that Belgium was also a colonizer. Pretty much all of the Most white people have <clears throat> had their hands in the pot of colonizing. Most, yeah, um, there, I guess there was just some that were that were worse than others. Yeah, the British, terrible. The Americans, um, terrible. The French, the Spanish, Oof. Oh, we the take Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. You're too fast for me. Sorry. Yeah, that was a little impatient there. That's all right. The next person on our list is Victoria Toya Montu. Is that how you? Yeah, is that how you, it looks French. Montu. Victoria Montu was a Haitian soldier, midwife, and spiritual leader. It's believed that she was taught Haiti's revolutionary. Oh, that she taught Haiti's revolutionary leader, Jean Jacques Dessalines, to fight in hand to hand combat. Oh my God. She also taught him how to throw a knife and shoot a gun. She commanded soldiers in battle during the famous uprising against the French that led to Haiti becoming the first free black nation in the Western world. Upon her death, she was given a state funeral with a procession of eight sergeants. That is um, fucking dope. All of these people are iconic and important, but it's pretty awesome to hear of a woman who is believed to have taught the fucking revolutionary leader how to fight. Like, that's fucking sick. That is sick. It just cut back into what you were saying at the end. So I didn't catch everything that you said, oh. but I, I was able to read it. So I'm good. So hopefully the recording caught it. Hopefully. Hopefully. This new program can suck my ass. Uh, Victoria Toya Montu, Haiti. That is so sick that she was out here schooling the menses. Yeah. That's so dope. Yep, totally. And like just fucking freed herself from the French who weren't like just like a small deal. Uh, yeah. Colonizers. They loved that shit. And there's the French in general like love a fucking. Have you ever heard how like Paris is like the most protested city in the world? No. Like the French love a fucking like conflict. Oh, they said, mm. Like it's not the. Yeah, Drama. like, and in 
Yeah, yeah. When I was in when I was in Paris when I was younger, I saw a different protest every day that I was there and one of them was like really big. And then also they freaking um which this is so embarrassing, but like they were protesting COVID stuff. Um and they were like burning shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what they were protesting. Well, you know, we did that um, here at Huntington and- Beach, so I know. Oh my god. Literally. Dude, I honestly now whenever I like hear that somebody's from Huntington, I'm like like, I knew that Huntington Beach was kind of like that. Like, I had, you know, spent plenty of time there. But you probably knew more of that culture growing up in Orange County. I saw Huntington Huntington Beach was just a beach just, town to me. That's where I went to the beach. Once you get to an, enough money, you'll find racism. And Huntington, Newport, oh, yeah. all of that very, very, very fucking rich areas with not like cut off accents, no. but like nobody who doesn't have millions of dollars is not living there you know what i mean like it's just like the supremely rich out there for the most part i would yes you're right but i would argue that the people that were protesting at that fucking in huntington are not those like super no. wealthy people that those people don't live really, there. Well, i would argue that they probably are pretty fucking wealthy they're all trump supporters they're i all- think they probably have some sort of money but they definitely were giving like not wealthy it's so I don't know. here's the so here's the thing california is a red state or blue state you know what i mean so we always vote blue but there are yeah. these weird eco chambers of redness uh-huh. like you go into the mountains red but the populations are super fucking low out there. So they don't, you know, they can't stand up against mm-hmm. the numbers of like LA and all the fucking cities. But then you also go to places yeah. like Newport. And like, that's not a place that you would <sighs> think is red, but so many people out there are fucking Republicans and they're just the surfers. Mm-hmm. The people surfing are Republican. And you're like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. It is funny how you you really wouldn't think it, but you know the Republicans appeal to like those kinds of I mean, they make those people think that they have a like something to be angry yeah. about, like something that in Newport actually matters, which is simply not true, right? Like we're talking over here, we're talking about people's basic needs being met or not or lack no, thereof, bodily autonomy. You're yeah, like. It's we're not we are not the same. We are not the same. Have the babies, um, but also I'm not going to help you when you do. I'm uh, going to actually right, make it exactly. more difficult for you. <laughs> Double punishment. Yeah. Don't have sex. Yeah, that's really what Republicans want. They don't want anyone having sex anymore. Yeah, which is like you're Jesus. Person. I can get on board with it. You're God. You're God Honestly, created sex on purpose the way He did. Or they, I'm kind of, or I'm she? kind of being sold on the whole no sex thing, and I might be a Republican now. I'm just cutting it out of my life because those people, like, hopefully those people don't, ideally, don't procreate. Like, just please, yeah. please stop. I'm gonna go start my own little cult, and none of us fuck. It'll be, it'll be like the opposite. Like, you know how most people start a cult so that they can fuck everyone there. <laughs> I'm gonna start mine so that nobody fucks each other. Yeah. So chemical castrations all around. Oh my Cheers. God. Cheers. <laughs> Up next on our list is James H. Cone. James H. Cone was a theologian. This is a theologian or theologian, someone who studies theology from the U.S. Known for his writings on black liberation theology. 
Liberation theology is a belief that centers the gospel message with the sufferings of the oppressed, especially peoples of color around the world. Cohen understood that the gospel message of Jesus would coincide with the political movements of the 1960s, and his teachings and writings reflected this reality. He authored theological classics such as The God of the Oppressed, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, and Black Power and Black Theology, to name a few. Um, I have mixed emotions I'll read about this, this one. Okay, Why? go ahead. Read the quote. Read the quote. Okay. Um, he said, Christianity was seen as the white man's religion. I wanted to say no. The Christian gospel is not the white man's religion. It's a religion of liberation, a religion that says God created all people to be free. But I realized that for black people to be free, they must first love their blackness. All right. So I appreciate his message and what he's doing, truly. Um, but I'm also going to stand ten toes down on the fact that I think that Christianity as it stands today in the secular kind of sense is absolutely a tool of white supremacy. Ten out of fucking ten. Um, yeah, I think it's a tool of yeah, and, and whether or not it was intended to be that way. And I know everyone takes their own message from it. There are way too many yeah. people putting their beliefs about religion into actual writing in the government yeah i mean absolutely i and i i and think that's why i'm torn because i'm that's, just, like, not big on religion well i think that's what yeah i mean me neither i think it's all a crock of shit but i do believe that people should be able yeah. to you know believe whatever they want and it seems like he because i i also do believe that christianity as i know it to be um like the real christianity i know that this person and i unfortunately don't believe in it i wish i did but i do know the religion itself very well and it i think what this guy is saying is yeah. accurate like absolutely at its core yes. christianity is is i mean jesus was literally like that's the whole fucking thing i don't know how christianity got twisted into what it is today for millions of people um, I have absolutely no idea because it is so far opposite from actually we have spoken about this before how um, it happens in translations mm -hmm. like we were talking about how the word homosexual was created because it was a it was a translation in the Bible that came from pedophile. Mm -hmm. No, so they yeah they mistranslated it. It wasn't I homosexual. No, so the first time is Latin. Homosexual like, appeared in the Bible for the first time in the 1950s. It never appeared at any time before that and i don't think that they used the word pedophile or anything like that that's but the story was basically men should not lie with little boys that's what the fucking story mm -hmm. was like you shouldn't rape right. people you shouldn't sodomize people all of that kind of stuff and it, which there was lots of raping you know, sodomy. I mean, there's so, still but lots of that. so right. basically it was it could be interpreted that that was the the premise was oh don't rape don't sodomize don't touch children but instead, they said, "Oh, it yeah. means don't don't fuck men." Homosexuality, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but like I'm saying, um, yep. I can appreciate uh, what he did because I know that religion is something that's really, really powerful and very, very helpful to so, so many, many, many people. And so, mm -hmm. if you can helps people survive you know, exactly. fucking horrible, traumatic shit. Yeah. So I can um, kudos kudos yeah. for my man. And also, don't we kind of have our own like? Like, I feel like I do kind of have a religion and I feel like my religion is I do love astrology. Like, that's more of like a fun thing for me. But I do believe that there is like something. There's a weird connectedness like, going on. I don't know what it is. Yes. Connectedness is a great way to yeah. say it. Connectedness is a great way to say it. Um, Yeah, because I absolutely like I there's just no way that like there's not 
I feel like there is a spiritual realm yeah, 10 out of 10. as 10 well. Out of 10. Like there is definitely like, yes. So it's like we kind of all have our own, you know, everyone has their own belief system, whether and and maybe your belief system is that there is fucking nothing, but that's what you believe you know what I mean? in. Oh, wait, what did you say? No, I said, no, I, I, I said, you know what I mean? Oh, you said, yeah. you know what I mean to yeah. what I said. Okay. I thought you cut out and we're just talking at the same time as me and ended with a fucking, I was like, oh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. So I feel like everybody has like their thing that they, you know, believe their belief Even system. If you're agnostic, you don't know which way is which. That's your belief of not knowing. Right. Cheers. Totally. Totally. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think we have time for one more. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, last one. Our girl Fatima Bernawi, or is it Fatima? Fatima. Fatima. Could be Fat Fatima, Fatima usually, Bernawi. I think. Or Fatima. Yeah. <coughs> she was a Afro-Palestinian freedom fighter and liberation hero. She was born in Jerusalem in 1939, but was forced to move to a refugee camp near Jordan after the siege of Palestine. Years later, she would become a nurse and move to Saudi Arabia for a job with the Arab American, the Arab American oil company. Because she was a black woman, she was denied the rights as a medical professional to administer shots to patients. Bernawi would return to Palestine, where she would join the resistance in the struggle to recover her homeland from its occupation. She became a guerrilla fighter and resistance organizer and the first Palestinian woman to organize and lead parliamentary operation. Bernawi was arrested and sentenced to life in prison for her activism, but she served 10 years. She is also the first Palestinian woman to be arrested by the occupation forces. After her release, Bernawi would eventually become the chief police in Gaza and the highest ranking woman of Fatah political party. She is revered as a pioneer of pa- Palestinian resistance and liberation and is admired across the nation for her heroics. Wow. It's crazy too. like just that the African diaspora, like how people from Africa spread across the whole fucking yeah world. And yeah, I, I guess the Middle East is just is also not far no, from there. No, it's literally so. like adjacent. I was literally born in Kuwait and I'm more or less like touching Africa. Like it's very oh, fucking close. Where it's is like Kuwait a tiny little that? country in like upper... <clears throat> it's not actually because there's like Afghanistan, Pakistan, all of that, which is like more adjacent. And then like mm-hmm. but it's like this it's it's close. It's all very close. But there's also like vast deserts that you have to get through to get to these areas. So it's not like they just like I mean, yeah. The fucking Arabian desert journey, honey. The Saudi Arabia. What like cause we learned about the settlers and the pioneers and all that. I want to learn about the people who had to trek across the Saudi Arabian fucking desert. What the fuck were they doing? Yeah. That sounds tough at least uh, we have rivers uh, yeah and fish bears are kind of scary i guess there's not really any predators in the middle of the fucking desert you don't have to worry about that but my god also like thieves and shit i was just watching something the other there's like this viking show on, on netflix that i like um but they are like going on like a trek like to they they they're on a ship but they um like they are having to worry about these people that are thieves in like this like whole mm-hmm. area I'm like, dude, imagine that. You're like making the like the trek of your life. Trying You're to like survive, picking up your and then life. You also have to not get yeah. robbed. Right. 
fucking horrible. Yeah. Well, thank you. Great Fatima. For that yeah. list developer or sorry, uh what's what, what's what's her name? No, it's producer, producer dev. Yes, not developer dev. Oh my god. Developer dev, but honestly developer developer. Developer. I yep, so fun to learn about people that we didn't know before, and the the I can't even imagine how many like historical black figures, how many people were like so important to like the progress of black people. And, and I like that this list was um, like not just like American yeah. ones. I thought it was cool to learn not just the U.S. Me too. Them. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we will get into the rest next week. Surely. All right, let's take this hit. Wow, I am fucking baked. <laughs> Providing commentary you. after the the spiel became more difficult as this episode went on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, sure. guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And we'll see you next time. Love you.